Hello, I'm Craig and welcome to Ask a Designer Anything, episode 63. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, it's a really windy, rainy, horrible day in Barnsley today in the UK. In fact, if you just listen, you may be able to hear the rain battering down on the roof because I record this in the attic of my house so and I'm right next to a window so you might be able to hear some of the rain. So yeah, it's a really miserable day today but I've got something that's going to brighten your day because I'm still talking to Ian Mead. Today, Ian Mead and I spoke mostly about Apple so we explore some of Apple's design principles and some of BMW's design principles and what makes them a good brand and what makes them the leaders in design and what makes them a really special company. I think you're really going to enjoy what we talked about today in today's episode. So I'll just get to it and introduce you to Ian Mead again. Enjoy. I think all the the best design, the good design, is the design that's been around for a long time. And it's like that stuff that you've just said that I don't think it's a coincidence that the most trusted brands, if you think about trusted brands in the UK, like people like Marmite, like you said, and Heinz and Coca-Cola, if we're just talking about packaging, all those ones you think of have all got iconic packaging that's barely changed, that's been that way for 50, 60, 100 years and they're what's considered good design because it stood the test of time and they've not fiddled with it too much. They've just made something that was iconic and it stuck. Supermarket situation is a little bit different because there's an identification process that you go into the supermarket, it's full of thousands of different products. And if you can immediately recognise Coleman's mustard because it's yellow, then that's a good spot. If Coleman's mustard suddenly were green, you'd miss it and maybe buy, you know, as their own brand or whatever. But there's an identification thing. But again, identification is important, isn't it? Mm, Yeah, it is. But what if, so say a new company came to you right now and they wanted a new brand, what, how would you tell them what good design is that they've got to make from scratch? So they've not got any history. They've got to make something now. What is the the most important thing that they do to make sure they've got a good design rather than a bad design? For, so, that's very difficult. For me. Very difficult to answer. For me, I think it's the same things. I think it's that you need to take the attitude that you're going to make something that's going to last for, mm-hmm. 10, for 10 years, for 20 years. You need to not consider any of the current trends in design and make something that looks iconic immediately and something that you're going to stick with for the long haul. It's very difficult because sometimes you might do something that might be a bit quirky and then that would possibly go out of date quicker. But that's not an excuse for doing something that's planned and just going, oh, yeah, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just use Helvetica because that's all right. And Helvetica is all right. Very all right. But it's got to be appropriate as well. That's the other thing. Well, the things that you design has got to be appropriate to the product. Almost appropriate to the personality of the company as well. Yeah. So a hard-working uh, company needs to look 
I need a hard-working logo almost or a strong logo or, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, not look like a, a young, a young <laughs> company, even though they're not a young company. Hmm. Uh, there's loads of cases out there where you could invest products or um, companies with values that they've not got. Mm. You can you can you can design um, packaging like Werther's. We all think Werther's has been around since 1826, <laughs> and it hasn't. It's a fairly new product. Well, 20 years maybe. Is it 20 years? Uh, it might be. There. I'm not. I'm guessing. Sorry. It's it's but, not it's not long though, is it? No, but you can by design you can invest um, work in values that aren't real, mm. and by advertising you can convince people that um, things are a lot better than what they are. I mean, by I was talking about BMW earlier, but that was a brilliant case in point that when BMW first started selling a lot of cars in this country. Um, the ultimate driving machine. And they went for this upmarket, these cars are German and better than everything else in you know, in the world and you know, the superior to all other kinds of cars. But in Germany it was just another car brand. Mm. And that their image and their market position was achieved almost entirely through design and through marketing and advertising. Yeah, and it's just like what Apple have... Apple's done exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Over over the years, they've had bumpy spots, but right now you consider them that it's, it's all about the design, it's the way that they market the products. And Apple's often a case study for how to do a lot of it right because... They, you know, they, they get everything right, right from having the website right, their logo right, which, again, they've never thrown the logo Well, away. that's another really, really good example. And if you look up the Apple logo and see how it's metamorphosized from what it was originally and see the various stages when they did it with stripes and they've changed it and beveled it. Yeah, beveling it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All them things that they've that they've done in the past. Um, little internal marketing. Oh, let's let's make it you know striped. Oh, let's put a bevel on it. That'll be good. Yeah. And yeah, um, it didn't need it. Didn't no. need it. But Apple's another perfect example that they created an image, and the image actually originally uh, matched the product, and they were very innovative, and the they were all fantastic products. Now they've got bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm not, I still think their image is very, very good, which is why they sell so much stuff. Mm. But um, I tend to think a lot of it now is slightly style over substance. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think products are as good, but people don't believe that. People believe that they are. It, it doesn't matter now because what, what, What's interesting about Apple is that when they first started, they were seen as kind of the underdogs. Well, they were the underdogs. They were very much the underdogs and they were kind of this almost kind of pirate type company. They used to say, think different, you know, that famous advertising Mm. campaign, think Mm. different. And they were seen as the outsiders. 
they were the people who were fighting against people like Microsoft and IBM and they were fighting against all them and they were seen as the young upstarts. And now it's got to the point where it's flipped and it used to be even 10, 15 years ago, you you had an Apple product and not many other people had an Apple product. But what's interesting about Apple now is that you still get that sense of being in part of a club when you've got an Apple product. Mm, Absolutely. Now, even though everybody has got an iPhone, but they've still managed to maintain that image that it's somehow special to own own an Mm. Apple product. And what you have to remember about Apple as well is that go back to when they were originally selling um, computers, Mm. Um, they've got the graphic design industry to thank that they got the foot in the door because it were only designers who were buying Apple products and and doing artwork on, uh, I mean, it's the only thing, well, I think it was the only thing, if you were a graphic designer, that you could buy were uh, an Apple computer to do artwork. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, um, there were other things, but they were never taken seriously. It's interesting, even now, when somebody comes into our offices and they say, oh, you all use Macs, yeah, because you're creatives, aren't you? Every, you know, mm. they're, they're better for design work, but they're not anymore. They, in fact, in a lot of instances, their laptops and their computers are worse than a high-powered Windows machine, but they're still consider- Certainly MacBooks now. I mean, I've got an old MacBook because I don't think the new one's as nice as my old one. Yeah. But, but that's just me. But people still think that yeah. they make stuff for creatives, but- in actual fact, now they, they don't really. Well, that's Emperor's New Clothes, isn't it? It's just, you know, people believe it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a, an element of people think they're a bit sort of trendy and designery because they've got an Apple product. So that's it. That's another episode with Ian Mead. That was episode three with Ian Mead. There's only two left now. And after that, I'm going to release this entire conversation um, uncut as a special. For you can, so you can listen to it. There'll be a lot more in there because we spoke for two hours. There'll be a lot more in there that you haven't actually heard on any of my other episodes. So I think you'll really enjoy the entire thing. We had a really interesting conversation. I think you'll enjoy listening to it. So today was episode 63 and you can find the show notes about this episode at askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP63. I'm not going to say the usual bump that I say on the end of this episode because I don't think it's worth it for these episodes. All I'm going to say is thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you tomorrow with another conversation with Ian Mead. See you soon.